platform. Hey, what's going on, world? This is Kay Williams for the Politic Inform, Ken Chronicles, HNS 420. And got a podcast tonight. And I got a couple um pretty smart dudes, pretty um intelligent men with introspective point of views, and uh we're gonna have fun tonight. Let's go, fellas. We got Caleb. What's going on, Caleb? What's the deal? What's the deal? What's the deal? What's the deal, man? Politicking? Ready to politic? You already know. There we go. What's going on, Alvin the Great? Hey, what's going on, Ken? What's going on, Caleb? Always good to hear from you. What's going on, Ronnie? Chilling, chilling. It's happening, man. So y'all want to go ahead and introduce yourselves to the supporters? Let them know a little bit about yourself? Yes, sir. After you, Mr. Politicking himself, man. Politicking the podcast, the host, Politicking Forum, man. I'm everywhere, man. We got we cooking up a, a new Roku channel. Just check us out, man. But Politicking the podcast, man, out on every every major platform. Yo, yo, what's the deal, y'all? This is Ronnie. You know, head of HNS four twenty podcast, man. I'm happy to be here tonight. You know, we always talking our stuff and sharing our views on different things. tonight he's coming back oh shit. there we go i don't know what i don't know what happened go ahead alvin go ahead all right well yeah what, yeah you want to finish ronnie oh yeah yeah okay y'all here yeah this is ronnie from hns 420 the podcast also with a what's really good podcast under the politic Forum. Glad to be here with y'all tonight uh, to share my crazy-ass views on everything. So, so let's get it in. What's up, y'all? It's Alvin. I guess I got to get my own I gotta get my own podcast up because I don't have one. Y'all got one. Uh, they missed me focus on the future out here in the 661, always trying to build positive things for the kids. Hit me up on YouTube. I am weird. Let's go, y'all. Right, right on. How was y'all week? Oh, it's been solid, awesome, man. man. Busy. Okay. Mine's Busy rough. Hell, Mine's man. been rough. We we had a uh, we had a 22 year old found hung at City Hall. Wow. So it's been a rough week. It's been man, a rough week. Oh my god. Enough more. Yeah. So so what is the temperament out there after that happened? Like oh, it's wild right now. Like? It's wild. Like uh, for the most part, everybody's positive. Uh, the family wants to continue to peacefully protest. Uh, Originally, the the um, autopsy and the reporters said that it was a suicide, so it just turned the whole city upside down. Because it's like, when when do black people hang themselves in town square? Sure. And um, it was actually a week before the George Floyd like protests out here in the AV. So it was one of those like it was big. Like we had ABC Seven, Fox Eleven. Like everybody finally showed up after like two days. Um, I think we had like four or five days straight of of uh, protesting. The mayor finally came out, talked about how he was going to ask everybody that they, everyone that he could to, you know, basically dig in a little bit deeper. So right now they finally recanted the whole um, suicide, um, like suicide report or whatever, but we still ain't got no answers yet. So it's every day. Like they've been out at least four to six hours at the same city hall. So mm -hmm. it's been that, ugly. That gotta, 
That got to be kind of rough, huh? It's the, oh yeah, the not not the morale hey, in general, right? Oh, and not to mention, hey, not to mention that like we've actually got some KKK showings where people have been getting threatening letters, people have been getting sure. ran off the road. So people have just been like all over the place right now. Like you know what, it's that, been peaceful, but it's like roller coaster. Mm. Mm. Okay, and you know what? That segues into uh, my first question, fellas. Um. So I guess in some fashions, I guess we can all share the same sentiments that segregation is good. It's good, right? So in the recent weeks, we've seen the idea of uh, pretty much buying black and recycling the black dollar. How do y'all feel about that, fellas? Thoughts? Well, from where I, what I feel uh, about it is, uh, you know, I think that this has been something that we should have uh, addressed years ago. I don't think it should have. It should have taken, you know, um, a string of of unarmed black men getting killed and hung and all these other crazy things. This is something that we should have been taught, you know, generations ago. And uh, you know, we can't help but notice being small business owners and entrepreneurs and see that we don't support our own. And uh, if we want to get back to the level of, you know, some of the successful black communities of the past, like the Black Wall Street, a.k.a. Little Africa and Tulsa, how successful and prosperous they were. You know, if we want to get back to that level owning banks and owning movie theaters and things like that and stop being complacent, because a lot of us that did make it to the top, we get complacent. We got complacent and say, OK, my life is good. I'm rich. My kids are set. Not thinking about the bigger picture. Not thinking about that black America, we don't own anything. We're not in ownership of anything. We're already the minority and we don't own anything. So if we want to start, we got to start pulling the black dollar and keeping it in, in the community on a small scale and a larger scale. Okay, Ronnie, you, you, made, you made a good point. Let me ask you a question. So what do you feel is the barrier and barricade that prevents us from recycling the black dollar? Is it pride? Um, there's a number of things. There, there's a Stand number a of things. There's a number of things we can address with that. Um, I think um, professionally, we have to start um, being more professional with each other. We have to start being more reliable. You know, we have to start getting our ducks in a row on a professional end, and uh, so we can uh, look the part. And also, we have to understand that some of these small businesses are starting with next, nothing and next and next to nothing in capital. So we can't really be too judgmental on how a business looks. We just have to support it. But it is pride. You know, sometimes with the black businesses, the prices are a little higher sometimes in certain things or with certain things. But you got to realize it's because a lot of people, you know, they have to have the prices high to make the profit. So I think mm -hmm. it's a it's a it's a, a couple of different things. Mm -hmm. Alvin, what you got? Uh, honestly, it kind of it kind of goes back to how we just don't support each other just because like, for example, you guys are darker than me and I'm light bright. And, you know, I always hear the, the red comments and shit like that. So like, if it was me and I didn't learn, you know, to have the tougher skin just because of how we are, I would be prone to want to go to someone else that's a little bit more fake and, and phony to just get my dollar instead of just giving back to our own. Cause I think that's where the big divide is too. Like, you know, interracial marriages, uh, uh, uh people's political views, like job titles and all that, people don't, they don't just accept one another when they go into different stores. So like, even like, for example, out here, we got a few different like beauty salons and stuff. And when women go in, 
they still want to go in a little bit more hood, a little bit more ratchet with the, oh, you got to hook a sister up, asking for this, that, and the other. Like like uh, Ronnie said, like nobody wants to accept the prices. So it's almost like everybody's kind of, you know, distracted from the real picture, which is to try to give back to each other and to build something because we have nothing. I think everybody's like real, really just sitting back like, I'm good. You got to figure out how to do it on your own. Got Caleb. What's your thought? For me, for me, it's bigger than that. When Alvin says that, oh, they're walking in and they're looking for hookups. If you pay attention to these uh, multinational corporations, they spent million dollars on marketing before they even hit the ground floor. So that's why they're able to charge a higher rate than we are because they put their money where their mouth is before they even started the business. So as black people, if we're not going to put our money where our mouth is and, and rival that type of advertising and marketing, then we're going to have to to realize that to steal them away from what they're used to, we're going to have right. to deal with the hookups and the lower prices and the markdowns. If you're not going to be able to put up billboards and send out mailers in the mail if you're not going to be able to compete with the advertising and the marketing then the word of mouth marketing is your best ploy and when you turn down the hookups and you don't offer those type of, of deals then you're kind of making it be like well why won't i just go back over here because they send me a coupon in the mail every day do you mean you know that internally like, do you mean do you mean that internally caleb I, I mean point. that, you, like, you mean that amongst, amongst uh, uh, black community. Yes, I mean that amongst the black community. I'm not telling you to to offer these type of discounts to people outside our community, but within our community, we're gonna have to do okay. some type of game changing marketing to actually right. rival what they're doing. Like everybody pays attention to the prices, but the prices don't matter. How many people know that this brands exist? And word of mouth marketing is probably the strongest ploy that we have as black people. And we don't use that because if one black person goes and has a good experience, he's going to tell 10 black people. And now you're going to get that word spreading with positivity behind your brands and your business. Caleb, one more question. Why do you think, why do you think that, and, 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 and this question can uh, stare across the board. Um, why do you guys think, that we devalue the black dollar amongst ourselves in reference to we always want to lowball. Oh, so you are you referencing me, like uh, me, in general, in general, because I feel like you're basically me, talking about Master P and the stuff that he keeps coming out with. Go ahead, Caleb. yeah. So, so I think that it's the lack of diversity. Okay, we have black businesses, but we're all in the same corner, so in a sense, essentially, we're all our own competition because all black businesses are kind of angled towards the entertainment hip hop type of industry. And so I think okay, that well, if we diversify what we sold, then we wouldn't be all in competition with each other. And that would kill that off from my point of view. Um, I, I can't go ahead, Ronnie. My bad. No, no, go ahead. You, you, you go ahead, bro. <laughs> okay. Well, I was going to say what you were saying, Caleb, like, the way um the way we you know we we lack marketing or what or whatnot right now you hear more people talking about the different businesses that black or are black owned 
that are in the different uh, uh, fields or categories that normally people wouldn't know about, like black owned trucking businesses. And then I was like being sarcastic about Master P. But I mean, when Rap Snacks first came out and they were uh, when Rap, Rap Snacks came out and they were just like chips with different rappers on the face, like their faces on the bags, we kind of laughed it off like. I'm not trying to eat chips that got Migos on it or Cardi B or whatever, just because it was sarcastic, but like low key, the chips were pretty good. Like they were better than Lay's and Doritos, but it was because of how it looked, the perception of almost like walking away, like walking out the liquor store, walking out the grocery store with that bag, eating it, the perception of what other people would say. And you would have to perceive it to be what, what white folks would say of us eating ghetto looking chips or whatever you didn't buy it if you were bougie stuck up you just didn't buy it and then like even right now he just dropped some uh like flavored white rice you know what i'm saying and it's like he's like jumping all over the place from you know the shoes to clothes to food to you know but i know personally i've never had anything other than the wrap snacks and that's my own fault where i know i could probably i could wash my money that way and i probably would even within my own community because some of the stuff I see I don't feel like they put in a pride into or you know like they product is on a stand by they were or vice versa hey Alvin um, it, it kind of seems like it kind of seems like you're kind of questioning Master P's motive no I know what he's about he's a real hustler and I don't mean like just streetwise I mean like he came from nothing he built his entire brand from nothing I mean when I was younger he sent a uh, little Romeo to the same like UCLA basketball camp that I went to and even back then the the big thing we looked forward to was getting to stay in the UCLA dorms you know what I mean like the uh, Baron Davis was on the team back then Charles O'Bannon they were our coaches so you got to stay in the college dorms you had them as your coaches and your mentors and you actually saw Master P pull up every day and drop Romeo off in his limousine would sit there and talk for a second and take off he was too young I mean actually those people his age that were there but he didn't want to like put him in that position or somebody do anything malicious because he was Master P. But I like I like what Master P represents. It's just I feel like I'm that hypocrite right now. Whereas like I go. like it, but I haven't supported it. That I, you know I ain't gonna lie to you. Like I should support I it more because that. I know what he's about. But it's like you know what I'm saying like that's kind of where the problem lies. It's like up until now it didn't seem like it was worth it because everybody seemed like they were slowly progressing. It wasn't like this collective, like the way we're all, like the way so many young black men are dying right this second, it didn't seem like it was continuing to happen before COVID made us all sit at home and watch it on TV. So like, you know, I mean, as far as the way the money was going out, you just, you know, didn't think too much about it. Ronnie, what you got? Um, I want to touch on something Caleb said actually uh, about you know, uh, the hookup thing. Now, I understand a little bit what you were saying, but I see too many black people spending a whole lot of money. They don't have a problem paying that ticket for them $800 Yeezys. They don't have a, a problem paying that ticket for them $400 Jordans. They ain't got a problem paying that ticket for that $800 PlayStation 5 that's coming out. And that's what I'm saying. Right. So, that's, like, that's, they, they don't, they don't, compl- that's, that's my point, though, Ronnie. I, I, is that I, 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 all those I'm, products that you're talking about? They put millions of dollars in and a campaign it, it, to market and I under, them I understand before campaign. they price it that I, way. I understand. PlayStation can't, can't no, no, listen, listen. Hold on, hold on, hold on. for 500 hold on, because they spent a debt 
money in advertising and marketing. That's not and that's point. my point as the black community well, is that if we don't want to do hookups, if we don't want to participate in that type of business, then we need to really focus on our advertising and marketing so that we can actually have a chance to stand up against the big dogs. And as long I, as we don't put no I money behind our businesses as far as advertising and marketing, then how can you expect to be treated like a Michael Jordan, like a I, like I a get Walmart. all that. I get you can't all be treated like not, a big wig unless you play the game like a big wig. That's not you the point. You have to play the game like they play it. To beat I, them at the game, you got to play the game. I'm not making playing. that point though. That's not what I'm saying. You're you're missing completely what I'm saying. I'm not saying that we don't have to do all the marketing and advertising. I'm talking about a mentality here. I'm talking about a mentality Ooh. as a human being, as a black person, when you're going to a black business, knowing that you just came from the mall yesterday and purchased. $400 pair of Jordans. Don't go to this black business buying this little incense, trying to get him to drop the price from $10 to $5, knowing that damn well that he, that's going to cut into his profit. Like, that's just a mentality to me, man. Like, you got to have be more have, have more of a, a, a black pride thing going on. We, and I, I had a brother that came up to one of my businesses that purchased something, and he told me, you know what, give me two, just because it's you doing it. And I knew exactly what he meant. And he had a, he had a, a, a bag of shoes in his hand from Foot Locker. But I, I respected that because he didn't come up to me talking about, you know what, can you take $10 off and then I'll get one. Like, don't do that all the time. Like, not all of us are doing bad like that. We can afford to go okay. ahead and play that top dollar. Stop just stop doing us like that. Well, well, for me, what changed my mentality was the book Contagious by Jonah Berger. And Nipsey put me onto that book when he came up with the Crenshaw. And it was it was about the campaign. Nipsey put a whole campaign out and gave a, a product of value. And that's why you paid the $100 for the mixtape. That was out for free at the same time. It's not about that. It's about your advertising, which you, what we fail to realize is that we don't set the market. The, the, how many people know about the business sets the market. What, politicking. If I, if I built an application, like let's say Twitter, Twitter, so if they want to sell their company, the amount of money that they would sell it for was ba will be based off of users. So if they have 100 billion users, then they can sell their company for $100 billion. So we need to stop focusing on trying to nitpick and, and focus on the actual advertising and marketing aspect of business because until then we will never be able to sell a $400 pair of sneakers like Jordan, like Yeezy, like you're talking about. If you want to yeah, rival Yeezy, it, you have to advertise and market in the same yeah, fashion as Yeezy. Let me say one thing. Alvin, 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 let me say one thing. Go ahead. As far, as far as the $400 pair of dollar Jordans, always remember those are markup. That's not refill. Yeah. So, so, so you can't bet. Oh, yeah. You can't, so you said, wait, no, no, but I'm saying, but that's the number that he gave out. You can't, you can't base that profit based off yeah, those yeah, metrics. Yeah, you can, because, because hold on, like the Travis Scotts, the Travis Scotts, the drop for 375 plus, plus tax. There is, there are a pair of shoes that's dropping that are $400 coming out okay, retail. Okay. There okay, are shoes you, that's dropping okay, at price. Okay, but Caleb, there's a difference between some and what's the regularity. Those are exclusives. When we're talking about across the board. Four hundred dollars is not the. Matter. But what makes them so exclusive no, is the marketing and advertising not, behind them to make them exclusive. That's a different. Subject, that's what. Though. That's what drives the market. 
And you guys are but missing you know, that but point. You, if you want to make no, yourself but, more expensive, make a th- a million people know about it, and then you can charge eighty dollars for a sweater. But if, but if only what, twenty niggas you know on the block really know your sweater, then you can't charge me eighty dollars for this sweater. Only no, eighty but, niggas know no, about this shit. If a million niggas know about your shit, and you get and you charge eighty dollars, then it doesn't matter. It's a numbers but game. But that's almost we, no. But that's almost we gotta focus exactly on our advertising. No, I know, but that's to me though. Basically, what you're saying is how like our culture has been bottled up and sold for the highest dollar. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I mean, like now we for need example, to, we need you, you, you know what I'm saying? Like you go all the way back when Iggy Azalea came out, everybody went stupid because she wasn't a traditional white girl with a fat ass and all these different looks or whatever. And all it was was somebody like Little Yachty or, or, or somebody who don't even do drugs, who don't even gangbang, writing the music, letting her try to sing and dance and making us feel like that was something we wanted. And I think that goes with like you said, the Travis Scott's for 375. Only reason why people fucking with Travis Scott is his music is cool, but he's also with the Kardashian or the Jenner or whatever. So that brings up his clout and that brings no, up the, he has a to me, I mean, he had a marketing. No, 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 no. I'm not saying I'm not saying that's everything. I'm not saying that's everything. But you weren't you can't you can't sit up here and like because I'm with Kalen when it comes to the way it markets to a certain extent, because like the collaboration, like with Yeezy when he first came to Nike, we went ape shit crazy over those Nikes because it was the first time we saw like a rapper do it that was big time like that because Jay-Z's Reebok deal wasn't great. Uh uh, uh 50 Cent's Reebok deal wasn't great, even uh uh the lug, I forgot who was messing with lugs for a bird man was with lugs. That shit didn't fly. You know what I'm saying? But with them Yeezys dropped the ones and twos with the high with the glow in the dark uh, glow in the dark bottoms. All sneakerheads wanted them, all nationalities. When Adidas bought him out, that was like that nigga had to juggle. Who's gonna give me the most amount of money? Adidas gave him the most, so he took off and went that way. He put his boy Virgil on. Virgil did the same thing with uh uh, uh Nike and Jordan. So I mean, it was almost like they knew that's why Kanye ain't saying shit. But I mean, I know that's a we're gonna get on that subject later. But if you think about it, exactly how you're saying, Caleb, the way it's marketed, the people who want to make the most money is gonna put the people that we want to see in our face and make us question whether or not we don't want to spend our money on the stuff that they're making. Mm-hmm. And right now we are we're we're more we're more liable to buy a rep like the fucking Flint grade 13s that just dropped like Saturday or two Saturdays ago. I didn't buy them when I was in high school. I didn't buy them when they came out 10 years ago. I know. And I didn't get them this last Saturday. And I sat there. My wife was like, you know, you can get them. If you really want them, you can go get them. I was like, no, I'm going to do it this one time. I got the money. I got the time. I got everything, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to see how I feel afterwards. Now I'm thinking about going on StockX (laughs) and just grabbing them because they, they are wet. Like it's, it's, it's a hard thing. It's, it's, we're not going to be able to do what we want to do when it comes to uh, re, uh, washing the black dollar until the people that we're trying to idolize are kind of doing it first, like leading by example. Like, I mean, I'm not saying I'm a follower, but I feel like majority of the people won't do it until majority are doing it. And that's the problem. That's right? why that's everybody's what, that's, on. That's the problem. Yeah. Go ahead, that's Ronnie. That's yeah. What Cause I'm, I mean, I'm, that's I'm, why everybody, I mean, think about it. As soon as Kanye jumped over, niggas was really rocking three stripes again. Like it was run DMC days. You ain't never seen nobody rocking Adidas that hard until Kanye stepped over. And there's been Pharrell Williams had the human race shoes and those was fly. I mean, 
it's just it's propaganda and it's perfection. Like as much as people don't even want to say they like Kanye no more because of his interactions with Trump, you still he's still a billionaire now. Hey Alvin, let, hey, let's so, stay on the, hey let's stay on the celebrity. My bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, sorry. Go ahead. My bad. Before you move on, let me get this. this. Hold on one second. This is an open forum. Talk to you. Pass out. But we're gonna move on after Ronnie. But I want to stay on the celebrity okay. here. Okay. Okay. So just just wanted to say one thing about that. Um, we're talking about supporting. Black business and circulating the black dollar, dollar, and then we're talking about advertising at the same time. Why does it take a whole bunch of everybody else for everybody else to start doing something? Like, why do you got to wait till you see a lot of people? Why can't you just purchase from the black business because it's a black business? Is what I'm saying. Like, forget all the marketing. That we're, we're talking about on a small scale. You can say there's a, a neighborhood restaurant, neighborhood restaurant that don't get supported by its own neighborhood, that drive by it every single day, but will drive right by it and go right to In-N-Out and get a cheeseburger. That's what I'm saying. You already know the the owner is black. You know the food is bomb, but you'd rather go spend your dollars at In-N-Out. Then why does it take everybody else to start liking it for you to do it? That's the point I want to make. I, I, I can answer that question. Two things, miseducation and mental conditioning. We have been mentally conditioned to like certain brands. When niggas showed up in the hood with Louis Vuitton and, and gold on their neck with the fresh J's on, and we rocking white tees and $20 Chuck Taylors with Dickie shorts, we looking at that shit like, man, I can't wait to get that. And it's mentally instilled in black people, and we have to re-educate ourselves if we, and, and kind of break away from the our, our thought process for us to move on and, and move in a different way. So, Kayla, when you talk about education, I want to express on that. Uh, we all know that the first level of education should be taught at home, right, prior to school. It should come from our parents or yeah. whoever's raising us, right? Um, Facts. Should, should schools teach more about the details of slavery and the current state of black people in this country currently? I'm talking about from elementary on up. What y'all think? As yeah. curriculum. I, yeah. I, I, I don't yeah. I don't Hell think yeah. if you if you really look at it though, we're a minority. So I, I would agree with that in in black societies or or, or spots where there's a lot of blacks, but what? if you're in the middle of Oregon teaching a bunch of white kids about slavery, I don't think that that's gonna help the problem. What? That's come on. Wait, hold on, man. It, it, hold I just don't see about the white kids in Wisconsin. Wait a minute. But you got to. No, but you got to. You got to because you might have black people that move to Wisconsin. You know what I mean? We're not even getting. Go ahead, Ronnie. How can you say something like that when in our history books, world and U.S. We don't find a lot of black history in those history books. And there's a lot of black children At all. who are in that curriculum that we don't, we study white history. That's the same thing. How are you going to say that? That's, that's, how, that's my that's point. Same. That is oh, my no, point. How are you going to say that? It's, it definitely needs to be taught. Just because you're not black don't mean to, don't think, don't mean that you think, don't think that you don't need to know black history because there was the other side to that. There were white people that are a part of black history, unfortunately, on the wrong side as far as being the slave owners and their oppressors. 
but they need to know what their ancestors did. They definitely need to know that from elementary all the yeah, way up. They gotta know where it's they It's a shame that we didn't know. From. I learned about but Black how Wall we gonna Street teach them when we don't know. know. You guys know, wait, Ronnie, once the interview noticed the question, I didn't limit it to race. I just said, should the curriculum be taught? Exactly. So you got so you got to understand the context of the question, Caleb. Exactly. I understand, I and, I, and that's what I'm, and that's what I was saying is that the curriculum doesn't fit every scenario. The curriculum might fit in California and Brooklyn, but in Wisconsin, with one black kid and a bunch of white kids, I don't feel like the curriculum makes sense. The curriculum. I'm a black. Yeah, I'm a, but I'm a black it. nationalist, bro. Let me explain my th my thought process. I, I I believe in segregation. I believe that segregation was a positive thing for black people and that we need to go back and get our own affairs together. So before we even allow white people to tell our history in the school books, let us decide what our actual history is and before we let the white people tell our story. If we go let the white people tell our story in the in the schools, white people are going to whitewash history the way they always done it. And now we're going to allow them to whitewash our history throughout America and teach their kids that. They can't no, tell. if we're going to yeah, if we're going to determine but, but our history, we're going to have to go together and we're going to have to get our own history together yeah. because black people don't even know our own history for us to be wanting to teach it to white people. But Caleb, how do we do that though? You you still you still not giving the resolve. Black nationalism. I, I am saying this. Black nationalism. We need to come together as a black community. There's plenty of land in the whole world. We don't have to stay in America. We can stay in America. 80% of America is still rule. We can industrialize and, and incorporate our own cities, just like every city in America has been done. What Black you people have billionaires. Yes, black people have billionaires. We have the capital. We can build one city at a time. We don't have to go build multiple cities. You don't think that what black people can build one city? Instead, we all fucking investing in Atlanta. We can go all black people can all go down to Atlanta and invest all our money down there, but we can't incorporate our own city. So that doesn't lead you to believe it's political, more political than what the dollars were? Right. Money talks, man. If we got no, enough no, no, money no, 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 and no, we got enough land, I don't believe that the politics are going to stop us from building our own city. That's all. We're not talking yeah, about a continent. We're not talking about a nation. We're talking about a city here. We're talking about a city. No, but that would not be a combination. Not that a would state. be combination. I'm gonna let you go, Alvin. I'm gonna let you, Alvin. So, so, go ahead, so go ahead. Say, say that last part again. You we can build our own city. Uh -huh. The politics, I don't believe that the politics would, would stop black people from incorporating their own city in America. Politics supersede money. It's not always about how much money you have. It's about who you know and who know you. It's about influence. Okay, and money but, is power. Money, power, respect. That's how it go. No, that's you gotta get the money. Know. We got the money. We got the power, but we're not using the power in the right way because we're not circulating the black dollar. So if we build our own city, then the black dollar has no choice but to circulate. But Caleb, if you're saying we are, look, this this what you're missing me in translation. If you're saying we're if you're saying we all we already have the money, and you're saying it's not political, then what's the problem? We don't have the mind frame or the want to do this. 
That's the problem. And this is why I'm offering that solution. We can start one city at a time. We can incorporate our own cities and we can build from there. America's 80% rule. We can find somewhere where we can start buy a plot of land and build our own city and incorporate. Everything in America is a corporation. If we can start our own business, we can start our own corporation, we can start our own rock nation, then we can start our own si fucking city. You think it's that easy? You compare that Yeah, to but me? you got to get Jay-Z to start right, a rock nation. You I I'm All right, well I'm the option. original question was you Okay. You said the original the original question was do we feel if um if Black history it should be a part of the curriculum, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like, especially now more than ever, not to say that and black nationalism today. is crazy or, or wrong or anything, but I, I really feel like it has to be incorporated into the curriculum because even to go with kids in Utah or Wisconsin or anything like that that might not have very many black friends or seeing more than one or two black people because there's only one or two black people in their community. I think it would open their eyes and their nose to understand when they do go on national television, what the hell is going on throughout the rest of the country? Because I think that's what's causing majority of the problems with children, not so much with us, because the same things that we can see with the same things kids do here, they could do in another state or in another city. But if it is segregated as far as just in that state, because it's majority white anyway, they not, they don't even know what, why saying nigga is wrong? They don't even know why uh, 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 saying coon or even being a peckerwood or anything like that. Like, there's so much like negative shit. You think people, to be are, naive. You think people are still that blind? You think people hell are yes they blind? are. Hell yeah, hell yes they are. Because if you even if you think there's Mormons, there, and I don't want to knock Mormons or anything like that, but there's there's still there's still cities and states where people aren't using hundred percent electricity in their house. Okay, there's, it's a there's still it's people a choice, who have right? outhouses. There's a choice, but you know, because the religious the whole, choice, what we're supposed it's to due to religion, right? It, it, right, it's a religious choice. So, if and and I honestly was going, I wanted to jump in on you, Kayla, when you were talking about as far as we got to be able to teach ourselves and know what where we come from before we can have a white person trying to tell our story for us, as far as where our history comes from. You remind me of my grandfather saying it, where it's like basically there is no. There is no moving forward until you kind of can make sense of the past anyway. You know what I'm saying? And Let it's me, like, you can, can't. Can I chime in on that? Right. I, I yeah. just want to, I said that because we have, we have the black Muslims and then we have the Israelites and then we have the five percenters yeah. and then we have the Baptists yeah. and then we have the, we have all these factions and they all have a different history. So before we, uh, well, I think, but you know what? I think that's because so many things and, and practicing chemitism now. And it's like, but you know what? Are we Israelites? Are we Kemetism? Are we Christian? What are we doing? I found, look, what I found out at least more now than ever before, more black people that I know that don't really uh, fall in within Christian or Catholic, they're claiming that they're Moorish. They're reading up on as much as they can about Moors. And then they're giving up on the fact that whatever that they've read in the Bible isn't the truth because when the Bible was first taught to us, we didn't even know how to read. So there's no way that what we heard back then is actually the truth because we were naive back when we didn't know how to read. And I mean, I'll actually like on a sidebar tip, I had a few kids that asked me, how did I really feel about it? Because I thought to me, if the if a slave master can rape his 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 slave to have a light skinned, you know, 
basically like a light-skinned me, and then, and then they throw him in the house because they don't want to cast out their own. When his wife turned around and fucked with a dark-skinned slave out in the field, what did that baby end up doing? Getting killed or getting thrown back out in the field. So it's like if she felt guilty and wanted to teach us what she thought was right, she still might not have given us 100% the truth. Because if it would have came back out that she was saying that, hey, you know, you guys are actually the first human beings that we don't know shit, then she ended up losing her life and being casted out for telling the truth. So I, it's like let me there's so much history. Alvin, let me ask you a question. Yeah. So when it comes to the curriculum being taught, you think that should be limited it has to, to be. black people? Oh no, I'm talking about no, I'm talking about it can't be limited to the black. I'm talking about like 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 I would you know what I would be I would be as I would be as like uh uh even across the board and say if we're gonna really stick with them February and go in on Black History Month during February, we don't only need to hear about Martin Luther King and we don't only need need to hear about Harriet Tubman and the things that we've heard for hundreds of years to try to cover up all the other things that's gone on. I feel like you could even give February is black already. March is, is Mexican. And you could just rotate that shit all throughout the year. You can just touch bases on everything because American history is everyone's history because Europeans, they have their own shit. Once they got here, everything started off with Mexicans and Indians and us. So it, it's like you can't just jump into Christopher Columbus in 1482. He sailed the nation blue. And as soon as you say that shit, you got to jump back to how he ended up going to Africa and finding out that we had already went to North America. We already knew there was shit out here. We already knew that we were doing trades because they saw the product that we already had. And he jumped and did it. And you know what I'm saying? Like we have to be able to just to tell the whole story. So but that's feel, the biggest so problem like, is that. So, so you feel like black history should be taught by black people, like black professors and black teachers. Mm-hmm. And that's it, what I, I mean. Said, you know what? Gotta... Is that what I'm getting? You yeah. Know, answer, it would no. It would be nice. Look, it would be nice. It would yes be nice. No. But tell me how many black black history teachers or oh yeah, I would love it. But how many black history professors would teach anywhere other than a black history like a HBCU? Because of that reason alone. Every every. I'm sorry. I would like it. Yeah, I would appreciate it. I'd appreciate it. Yeah, you know, um, I don't, I don't think that it necessarily the the curriculum necessarily has to be taught by black teachers, but I think at the top they have to have some type of real like like Alvin was saying, man. We need to. We've learned a little bit during Black History Month the same old Martin Luther King stories, you know, um, Harriet Tubman, Rosa Parks, same old stories, and it's like you said yeah. to cover up the real shit that happened. And um, so I think. If it's not going to be all black professors, it has to be at the top sent out as like a, a thing, a mandatory thing that everybody be schooled on black history and everybody's teaching it the same way. And somebody has to yep. be held accountable if they're not teaching it the same way, because realistically, Fact. there's there's not a lot of black teachers versus white teachers in America. So we're going to mm -hmm. need some of the right. white teachers to go ahead mm -hmm. and teach the, the curriculum to the black students. We just need everybody on the same page with it. Caleb, thoughts on the day? Can, can, I, can I say something? Uh, hold on. Can I say something to Ronnie real fast about that? Mm -hmm. I, I, I get what you're saying, Ronnie, but just look at the Civil Rights Act. We did all that marching, and Martin Luther King did all that just for the white man to give us a Civil Rights Act. And now, in 2020, we have George Floyd, and we're protesting for a new Civil Rights Act? 
if we would have sat back and came yeah. up with our own bill and legislation and presented it instead of waiting for what the white man gave us, then we wouldn't be fighting for a new Civil Rights Act right now. There wouldn't be protests. There wouldn't be George Floyd. So instead of starting keep keep going and, and relying on white people to do right by us, realize that they're not going to do right by us, and let's get our affairs together. We can't allow we, if we, it. It does need to be taught, but they're going to teach it their way. And that's why I don't agree with it being taught. I'd rather it not be taught than be it being taught your way because you're going to do it in some slick shit and, and pull some slick shit, the wool over everybody's eyes, and you're going to swindle us. And I don't know. Let's get our own affairs like, in order. Okay, disagree with that. Let's keep it with Kayla. But, that, but that's Kayla. where if you, if you put the right Kayla people at the top, the trick. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What? Oh, no, I was just saying, if you had the right people at the top to create the curriculum, then there would be no way mm -hmm. for them to, to water it down. You know what I mean? Just yeah, a little bit. You exactly. know what I mean? Like right. if the right That's ones made it and then you had to do it the way the districts make you do it, like it mm -hmm. has to be done A, B, exactly. C, one, two, three. Exactly. And then if they tried to flip some some slick shit, it would get caught because right. all the classes would be taught it at the same time because it would be the curriculum, not exactly. opposed to a black history professor or, or orientation or a speech where, you right. know, I'm just saying this, that, and the other. It's like, I'm giving it to you as best I can. We're going back to Google. We're researching it. We're printing it out. We're making different pictures and flyers. It could be something really legit. But go ahead, Ken. I heard you say something about Dave Chappelle, and I got excited because I made I made sure to watch that video before we you know got what? on today. You, you you know what? Then we're gonna stay with you since you all pumped up. Let's go. Your thoughts? Oh, I stay pumped up about this shit. Okay, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so, uh, Dave Chappelle. So. Uh, the first thing, the very first thing that I saw when he walked out was that it was outside. He had his cigarette and it reminded me of the Chappelle show and made me realize why he did it when he did it before he even said a word. It was like he walked away from all that money because he knew he was making it OK for white people to be racist towards us because of the way he was perceiving the stuff that we all knew was real. But they did it in a, com a comedic way. And so the way it was just sincere from the heart. I mean, he laughed and he joked about it. But I mean, some of the stuff and some of the people he talked about, I didn't know anything about. Like everything that went on on Kobe's last uh, game is true. That that was what the world was even more worried about than even the Golden State Warriors winning that 73 and nine season that same year, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So it's like. He shunned light on so many different dark areas at one time that as you laugh because he was he's a funny person with the way he delivered, it made you realize that like how Caleb is saying about how black nationalism is what is necessary. It's almost real. Like everybody in his realm or his tax bracket, they've been quiet as hell in my mind. And he's the only person that in my that I've seen in my young lifetime that's always been transparent and telling it like it is, regardless if it was taken the right way or the wrong way by black people. We knew what the fuck he was saying and how he meant to say it. And it was right there in our face. And now he almost makes me feel like it's it's like if I like I run, right? I work out, mm -hmm. I have a reason to now. Because shit is about to go left because it's already been left for so long. And just because we're seeing people protest and talk about the positive is only going to take one more big time, like one more big person to be upset before everybody is actually looking for revenge and not just for equality. Right on. Kalen, what you got? 
Well, for me, what hit home most was when he talked about Chris Dorner, because I actually lived in Riverside and wow. I drove right past where the cops, where he shot the two cops. I actually was in the county and that day was crazy. I remember forever, me and my girl drove right past the spot where the cops got shot. And so it was, it was crazy to me that they did Dorner like that. Like they, he talked about how Dorner was a military man, went into the police, did everything right, witnessed his fellow LAPD officer uh, abusing somebody, reported it, and lost his job. He went through all his appeal process trying to get his job back and lost all his appeals. So then that's, that's right. when he decided, you know what, I'm going to take my revenge out. And he went out and started to uh, seek out these cops and kill them. You know what I'm right. saying? So once you, you put the motive behind it, it, it doesn't make him seem like this madman serial killer. It just was a man that was fed up with the way that things are, man. And he's right. he's obviously not the only one at this point, man. Right. Dave and Chappelle, you know, man, that was a that wasn't comedy to me. That was a that was irony. Right. It was like, yeah. it's you know, ironic that we we're here at this point in 2020, and you guys even have questions about why we're here. And that was the main point of what he was talking about was why is anything being questioned? You had your your knee on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds, and that's why he named it that because. Eight minutes and 46 seconds, and, and you can't understand why everybody's in outrage. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. I thought, I thought it was um, it was brilliant. It was clear. It was concise. It was straight to the point. You really didn't have to analyze anything, and it was candid. Shout out to Dave Chappelle. Yeah. As much respect. Yeah. And, and it, it, was, it, was, it was informative in the analogies that he gave. Whenever you right. give an analogy, mm -hmm. it allows a person who have basic comprehension, it paints a visual form. It's an illustration form in mind. So I think that the communication, it, it was basic, it was it was communication. And, and he broke it down so phonetically, it was art. Ronnie, what you got? Uh, Dave Chappelle, man, shout out to Dave Chappelle, you know, being a big fan of his for so long. And like Alvin was saying, you know, he's always been the one to, to keep it real, to tell it like it is. But he knew just how to do it, to make it funny, to, to, to kind of like not make people feel, un white people feel uncomfortable. He had a lot of white right. fans. Everybody loved Dave Chappelle. Right. He was really telling the truth on a lot of things. So, you know, him doing this uh, 846 special, you know, it was it was vintage Dave Chappelle. Brilliant, genius, like uh, in informative, you know, dropping gems giving us something to think about and uh, saying it unapologetically. And, um, you know, like Kalen was saying, you know, <laughs> he took the words out of my mouth with the Chris Christopher Dorner thing because, you know, I'm, I'm very vocal when it comes to police brutality and things like that. And um, corruption, corruption in, in, in the police force, you know, it's huge. I, I can only hear people saying and calling Christopher Dorner all these crazy things. He's a, he's a maniac. He's crazy. He's insane. He's a monster. He's an animal. All these different things because he killed cops. They said innocent cops. But these same people that are saying this about him will sit up here and make every rationalization when they see things like the George Floyd happen for the white cop. 
they will make every excuse in the world. They won't just call him a flat-out animal because he had his a knee on a man's neck for nine minutes. It's so double standard, and I couldn't imagine being in Christopher Dorner's position. You know, having it, he, he it, it wasn't just that. That wasn't the only incident that he was reporting. He was fed up. He was seeing shit for years, and he finally yeah. said, "Okay, enough is enough." That's why. Then he lost his job. So they say, "What about the cop's life? What about all that? What about his life? They destroyed his life. What was he supposed to do?" They wouldn't let him work. He was blackballed. So he lost everything. He lost everything. And he said, I can't take it. I can't handle it. And he went on the kick. So he killed two cops. Dave Chappelle broke this down beautifully. He said, Ronnie, Christopher Dorner killed. Yeah, go ahead. Let's still, let's go back to the celebrities here. Shall we? Because I want to stay with you. Mm -hmm. Should we ridicule black celebrities for not speaking out during time of social injustice? Um, you know what? It depends. Like, like, like I, I kind of looked at it different after seeing Dave Chappelle tonight and the, the beautiful mm -hmm. points that he was making. You know, he broke it down like, you know, I've, I've, I've always been down with y'all, but I'm fine letting the young crowd, you know, it's, it's not just about speaking. Like, you can't be a Twitter warrior. You know, you can't just talk about stuff that you see and, and post about it, especially if you're a celebrity with such a big platform. So we want to see you doing less tweeting and less speaking and more action. I'm fine if we have Denzel Washington not saying a damn thing, but Denzel Washington is out doing stuff. And then people get, of course, information gets leaked out. So we'll find out eventually what he's doing. But I don't care about if he don't say nothing as long as he's doing something. So, you, you know, know what? I, I agree with you. You know, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I agree with you wholeheartedly because I think across the black community, I think we all, we all expect each other to protest the same. Right. No, you, you, you can protest. You can protest economically. Right. You can go and protest on the front lines. Right. You can protest through media, right? Protest through press, right? You protest through sports and their platform. So I right. couldn't agree more. But I got a question for Caleb. Caleb, what up? How important is the support from other races in regards to allyship in time of the Black Lives Matter movement? Do we need allyship? Once again, I'm going to point black, back to uh, black nationalism. If, if the support is for not, as long as we're, we're not organized. So they're supporting something that doesn't really have an end game. So all the support that we're getting from, from other races is basically going to waste. So as long as we're disorganized and we don't have a definitive goal, then anything that anybody does for us is really going to be used for the, for the wrong for the wrong shit. The resources are going to be wasted. If you look at if you look at Napoleon in Waterloo, he lost the war because he ran out of resources because he miss he miss uh calculated the weather. If you miss, you can, we can lose this war right now if we miscalculate our resources. And those outside resources, uh, races are our resources. But as long as we're not using them in the right way or for a definitive purpose, then they're all for not. Can you guys hear him? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was on, I, I, I want to jump in on that. Um, well, actually, I want to say something first about the whole celebrity part. 
because you you switched mm-hmm. fast and I didn't want to you know interrupt. I know that everyone does have to protest differently because we are we all are unique and individuals and whatnot. But when you think about how Dave Chappelle did say that he's allowing the younger generation to kind of take lead and he's in the back seat along for the ride, you know they they need more proof that people do support them by either speaking and saying, oh, I am going to give X amount of dollars towards this. And then it kind of encouraged them to keep going forward. Because I don't know if you guys paid attention to all the different brands right now and different sports organizations saying that they're going to pledge X amount of hundreds of millions of dollars to go towards these different causes for the next five to 10 years, which is kind of a cop out in my mind it's a slap in the face because like even for michael jordan to say what he said and then jordan brand is going to give this amount you're not even you don't you're still raping us off of the prices off of retail in general anyway because of how cheap the shoes are getting made and then how much you're charging for it so thank you for giving us back some of our money that we really shouldn't be even be spending on you anyway like Thanks, but I don't even know where it's going because all these different reforms that everyone's speaking of, we don't even know how that money is going to be applied. We don't know who's in control of it. So then that goes kind of into like the support of uh, of other nationalities and other races. Right. Mm. How can we. And I mean, Caleb, you're not lying. You're not really lying. But how in the hell can we really expect anyone to support where we are and where we're from and what we're about when. I, like I said, I'm the I'm the one out of my ten homies that didn't get the Flint Gray nine uh, Flint Gray thirteens. So it's like if everybody's like, oh well, you know, you guys are saying that you you don't want to spend your money back into the economy because you need to wash your money. But I see you just brought the newest Jordans with your unemployment check because you can't go back to work because of COVID nineteen. You're being a hypocrite, and I don't know if I should follow you now because obviously your feelings aren't hurt as much as you say they are. Cause you're doing the same shit you did before this shit that's happened with George Floyd, George Floyd. You know what I mean? So it's right. Like Caleb's right. Like Caleb, I mean, um, if we're not going to put in some type of plan to do something different or at least make a bigger impact, I don't think as many of our, 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 our supporters that are from other nationalities and other races, they, they, they might make a stand and be there for the protest, but they're anything past that is just going to be too much for them to handle. Okay, let's talk about that. So when you say uh, too much for them to handle, do you think that's why, and this is a two-part question I want everybody to answer, please. So when you say it's too much for them to handle, is that why we often see Hispanic lives for Black Lives Matter or white lives for Black oh, Lives Oh, don't go matter? there. No, okay, think, I'll say, I'll go I'll, first I'll, real I'll, quick. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm not, I'm not, not finished with the question, brother, please. I know, I know. Um, Okay. It's all good. It's all good. He ready. So, so I hate that shit. Like it bothers me. Hold on, you kind of derailed my train of thought. I'm gonna actually let you go last. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, No, no, it's all good, brother. Go ahead. I'll go last. So when it comes to piggybacking, when you see them, (laughs) I have to stay neutral. So when we see them come together, from optically, we see them coming together conveniently, and in certain air, whatever lives matter with us. Saying they're giving us allyship. Okay, so let's go with uh, I'm gonna go with Caleb. He's a black nationalist, different insight. Caleb, the difference between all lives matter and black lives matter to you, and and here's the thing. 
Do you agree with it? Mm. Well, Black Lives Matter initially held its rallies and it was only for black people and they wouldn't allow other races in. So now that it's hit this national scale, not everybody can scream Black Lives Matter. So I feel like if Black Lives Matter stayed with its original stance of, hey, this is for black people to, to organize in America, then I would have a lot more support for Black Lives Matter as an organization and as a movement. But a lot of the times when you go, I've been out to a protest out in Riverside and it wasn't no black people there. It was maybe 10% black out of everybody marching. So it it's a different variable that's going on right now in America that's 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 bigger than the divide between all lives matter and black lives matter. Now, as far as all lives matter, that's just some bullshit because you, it's like it, it makes no sense for you to even argue that because our argument is based off of our experiences. And if you're not experiencing the same experiences, then your experience is completely different. So all lives matter can't even be categorized with Black Lives Matter because you're not experiencing the things that we are. If you're playing tennis and we're playing basketball, we're both athletes, but you're in a whole different game. And that's how I look at all lives matter is you're not even in the same boat. You're not even going through the things that we're going through. So, so your your voice means nothing because you're not even in our same category. Ryan, what you got, man? Oh, okay. I didn't get to answer the last question about the you know getting the support from other nationalities. So I'm gonna go. Uh, wait, wait. wait. G g give me, give me one second. I'm, okay. I apologize. Okay. You can, you can actually, you can actually combine the two, brother. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna just give a quick take on the other one. So you know, mm -hmm. as far as Sorry. other nationality support, you know, I believe it, it is important to answer the question to have other nationality support because you know America is only twelve percent black. And it's about 18% Hispanic and it's 66% white. So regardless of, of, and half of us are locked up. So it's even less. So we, we do need other races support. Now, the piggyback off what Caleb's saying, we do need some type of, I think Alvin said this too, about organization with it. Because it's not just about being out there rallying and protesting and all this other stuff. But we need to, to have a plan so we can incorporate them into our plan so we could reach a bigger number so we can make it a, a mass type of thing so i think we need all the numbers we can get but we have to have a legit plan on what we're going to do with it and how we're going to take it to the next level now as far as the other um we're talking about all lives matter versus black lives matter um it's it, when i hear all all lives matter my blood boils because it's a direct pro protest to a protest you know, people that say all lives matter, they're not stupid. I'm tired of people making excuses for people and saying they just don't know. No, they don't want to know. They know the difference. They know Black Lives Matter stands for Black Lives Matter too. We could look at the numbers and we could uh, look at the at the statistics that say that supports the argument that black people are killed at a higher rate. Unarmed black people are clear at a higher rate, you know, five to one. In a white person, you're more likely to die. We know the numbers. They know the numbers. So when you say all lives matter, you're you're protesting black lives matter. And black lives don't matter to you when you scream that all lives matter stuff. Because we're not, we never said that all lives don't matter. That's obvious. 
That's obvious. But to sit up here and, and scream that during a Black Lives Matter or any other Lives Matter protest during what's going on right now, it's, I think it's, it's going against it. So it's, it's very disrespectful, too. So I don't think that anyone that needs to, that, that's going to sit up here and say all lives matter, you don't believe that all lives matter because you don't believe Black Lives Matter. Ronnie, sometimes you think, and here's the thing, right, man, like when I, when I tap into my mental, hey, this is a true negotiation, and I battle with myself. Sometimes do you think when people say all lives matter, <laughs> there's, there's a reference to, well, you guys can't complain about the police killing you guys if you guys are killing each other? Do you think there's an underlying? Because I'm starting to pay attention. Oh. I'm like, well, logically, I'm like, well, logically, it kind of makes no sense because all lives can't matter until black lives matter, right? So right. I, I honestly think that, <laughs> I think they've been messing with us, man. I think that they know Point. that we know that I think, I think there's a, a, a common understanding. And I think that they're sitting back laughing at us really even talking about it. But I had to express on it. I think, I think there's a sarcastic undertone. There's a dry humor to where all lives matter. But they will never say... Well, all lives matter, uh, but you guys don't feel that way when y'all kill each other. Right. And, you know, I, I, I get so disgusted when I hear that because, of course, that's a problem, especially from our own people. That is a problem in our community that we have to address. You know, that's something that we do have to address. But people have to realize, man, it's not as simple as, oh, y'all need to stop killing each other. They have been putting us against each other from the beginning of time. A lot of people don't know back in the slavery days that they used to have black men fighting each other to the death for their entertainment. The one had to kill the other one in order to stay alive the next day. We have been put to put against each other from the, the house niggas and the, the field niggas. That's another way. And then in the ones that got raped and had light skin, beige versus dark, we have been put against each other yeah. systematically for a very long time. And then they pushed us to the ghetto. They pushed us to the poor areas of my poverty neighborhood. Uh, neighborhoods full of poverty and what do you expect what do you expect uh people to act like when you're around nothing but what poverty and the next man that it's it's it's, they did this to us so when they when they sit up here and say y'all y'all okay 15 more seconds Mm -hmm. you know um yeah when i when they say that you know when they say that it's like okay you got that we have we've been systematically and mentally effed up for a very long time. So it, it, it now it's, it's resulted to gangbanging and all the other things at a larger scale. It's not as simple to just say, uh, say stop killing each other. It's, it's been done to us for a long time. So I think, you know, and also there's there's uh, white people kill white people. It's a high percentage of white people that kill white You You kill who you are around. You, 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 there's crime against who you are around, man. So that's, man. A, that's a non-valid point. Let's go, Alvin. Thanks. Um... Well, piggyback directly off of that before the Black Lives All Lives. Um, I always thought that it was funny. I mean, I don't know if you guys pay attention to Fox as much as I do, FX, but they <laughs> give us too much of the truth. You like they give us little bits and pieces of the truth. So you know, you watch Snowfall. You know, you saw how they show the incorporation of the cocaine and crack into the L.A. and how it changed the way the whole city was ran, how it actually did turn us against each other to show how the young black man was actually just trying to sell. He was selling weed at first, turning the rock or turned the rock because he kind of got put in a bad position, was trying to get his mom out of bad position to help buy her house, all this other stuff. The neighbor was a cop. 
cop was mad because he saw the effect that it was doing to the community and then they go to war at each other and then it it all blows up and that's how it's always been like we've always we've always been so far behind that playing catch up has been what we're accustomed to and i think when it comes to like now going into the black lives matter all lives matter I've had more questions from white people within the last two weeks than I've had in the last 10 years of my life because I'm light skinned, because I seem easier to talk to and less aggressive and uh, uh, not as eager to go the fuck off on you on how I feel about certain things going on. And I'm not mad at that, that that's how they perceive me. So I make sure to I make sure to get my point across very well. But what I've noticed is it really is the it is the the underlying sarcasm of it only matters when we kill you that you care. But when you kill each other, it's almost a joke because you rap about it on your music that we like to listen to and shake our asses to. Not as well as your women do, but we like to attempt to do it that way. And like we're we're giving we're giving them the rope to hang us and the gas to put on top of our fires to make us more upset when we have those type of conversations at the rallies or at the protests, because that then makes the people who don't have the, the, the right mindset to stay positive, to stay uh, peaceful and to get their points across without acting ignorant. That's when we turn up. That's when the cops get the opportunity to mace, throw smoke bombs and all that other stuff. And that's what gets the, the national attention compared to the positive shit. And like Caleb said, like, You'll see more other nationalities marching with us, but for me personally, I don't know who's leading it. I I don't know who's ahead of the Black Lives Matter ch charter or chapter here in the Antelope Valley. But yet, every time now since George Floyd has died, there's a flyer that comes out in the B a BML like logo on the bottom. To me, that doesn't even have anything to do with any of us. Because if, if it did have something to do with us, we would have people that we know and respect or at least someone that's like taking that that leadership, that leadership position and saying, OK, this is how we're going to go about doing it. Like, you know, white people sarcastically used to think that Reverend Al Sharpton was like the spokesperson for black people. But yet Diddy now is taking over that whole thing when he goes on revolt and wants to say it's time to do this and it's time to do that. But I don't even believe that right now. The Black Lives Matter is even being led by black people. I don't think the, the the heads of it all are even as as in control of it as they were at the very beginning during like the Trayvon that? Martin time. Now, now let me because ask you none Tifa. of this. Antifa. Because oh, wait, 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 one second, let, let me ask you a question. Let, yeah. let me finish the question. So, mm -hmm. what what sources have led for you to believe that? Sources, I I haven't really looked into too many sources and dug as deep as I should. I guess I've just been going all off of heart and gut. And when I, when, when Jordan didn't say anything, but he said something and he pledged his money, when the NFL waited as long as they did and said that they're going to put up money, when all of this like literally only became as national as it was because of Colin, Colin Kaepernick's peaceful protest and how many people stood up on his, on his behalf saying that they respect that way of protesting police brutality in any other way. I feel that, this is something where if we were if the four of us were in control of a lot of things going on, we would say, OK, let's have Caleb. You go out there and you say everything you want because they're going to want to hear your voice more because you're a black nationalist. But behind the scenes, we're just going to say everything is OK. You make everyone upset and wild up, but we're just going to let everything just trickle. 
We're going to give it some time. We're going to pretend like everything's cool. Like you guys even know, and I mean, this is within the subject. You saw how like the, the cop who got arrested for actually like being the one whose knee was on George Floyd's neck. How come his mugshot doesn't match the screenshot of like the, the initial picture with his hand in his pocket? That person and the person from the actual mugshot don't even look like the same person at all. Don't even have the same hairline. <laughs> so if you That's look true. at like three weeks, if you look at it takes three weeks for for you to give us an actual mugshot and show that they actually been arrested. How can you say that any of the act, the, the rest of the judicial system or any of the uh, the right process is going to be done? It's not. It's not. We've been watching everybody through all these different movies, a little bitty nits and pieces of the truth. And the truth is now here. If if something drastic doesn't change, the biggest, the, what, the most strong, the, the strongest nation in the world is going to fall. And if that happens, then I guess whoever, whatever God is real, we'll see. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what not saying I don't believe there's a God. But, you know, what? that's how it's at right now. Like Black Lives sure, Matter. We're not what? leading. I'm sorry, guys, but we're not leading the Black Lives Matter rallies. We're not. We're not the people behind it. All Lives Matter is really just the LGBT. I can't even say it the right way. But we're that is that's why I mean, come on now. I, and I mean, I have a gay uncle. Mm -hmm. I have like some of my best co-workers have been homosexuals mm -hmm. and lesbians. But I have never seen somebody stand up and say, yeah. I am pro, like, I am all yeah. about that. Nobody's ever stood I mean, up at the rallies ID unless they were already about that or had someone within their family to me that actually wanted to, uh -huh. to, sure. to support it the same way they're trying to support us. You get what I'm saying? Like, you see all the gay, the gay uh, uh, pride flags coming out now, not just because it's pride month. But it's coming out because they can have they can now support something and hope that we support them as well because they're the ones hitting in the dark just like we are. Exactly. You know what? When it comes to all lives matter and Black Lives Matter, um, it's a bunch of malarkey. It's senseless yeah. rhetoric. Um, again, all lives can't matter to Black Lives Matter. And Facts. for the for the people who say that. Oftentimes, I want to delve deep into what they were actually taught because they obviously thought that all lives matter and X out the Black Lives Matter way before the moniker came up, way before the movement. So this stuff is right. actually, it's, it's been indoctrinated. It's, it's, it's been embedded and, and it's definitely a learned behavior. Um, that's pretty much all I got. And, all, and I always like to use this analogy. We're all sugar, but we're for damn sure not equal. And <laughs> hey, that was a good one. And I'm gonna go ahead and close. And I'm gonna go ahead and close out on that. Thank you guys for watching the show. Caleb, thank you. Alvin, thank you. Exactly. Ronnie, thank you. Thank you. Yes, we're gonna sir. close out with some shout outs, and we're mm -hmm. gonna end it. whoever want to take the stage, go ahead. Man, shout out to Dave Chappelle for show, man. Shout out to the Politic Forum, HNS420. Shout out to all of all my black people in the world, man, and everybody that's really, really, really about supporting the movement. Shout out. Shout out to everybody. Uh, shout out to all the kids out here in the AV. Uh, shout out to uh, you guys for allowing me to come out and talk to you and be a part of this podcast. And, um, yeah, remember to focus on the future. It's important, y'all. Of course. And you know what? Thank you, guys. Thank you, Caleb, for the opportunity. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Uh, you guys can check out all of our content up under the Politic and Forum. 
Um, my uh, stuff is under Can Chronicles. Calum runs everything. He's the CEO. Thank you, President Ronnie. HNS420. Special guest, but your family, Alvin Armstrong Jr. That's a hell of a name, man. That, hey, that's actually a dark skin name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. You know what my middle name is, too, right? My middle name is Earl. I'm Alvin oh. Earl Armstrong Jr., bro. And you know, when you was making reference to your light skin, you got to always remember. You got the same complexion as Detroit Red, but he was pro-black than me, Ronnie, and Caleb, right? It's not always about your skin tone, brother. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. It's, good, it's, good, well, good I know. It's, just, it's funny. Out here, <laughs> out here, it's just, I'm red. <laughs> <laughs> nah, good shit, Alvin. Yeah. Pleasure, pleasure doing this with you tonight, dog. Man, I had fun, man. I had fun. Shout and out yeah, to, no, shout out to Zaire. Shout out to Lucky. Shout out to Pescado. Willow Jackson Music. Zaire, underrated and overdue. He has a single out, I Know. We got Lucky. Heavy Heart, his album Bangs, Rule Gal, is one of my personal favorites. Check them out. No y'all got. That's it, man. We out of here. Peace. Yeah. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. Peace.